This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Boom! What up? Today, uh, we are going to go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness because we do it every day and I'm tired of telling you why. If you want to know why, it's been on other episodes. You're just going to have to listen more. <laughs> um, so, I have a listener feature today. Boom! Um, this listener wrote in that her great thing... Uh, was walking 3.5 miles uh, the last time that she attempted, sorry, I assume it's a she, she attempted to walk that long. She was in a lot of pain after because of an injury that she had a while ago. Um, over the last few weeks, she's walked between 1.5 and 3.5 miles a few times with very little pain. Exciting. Um, in her past prior to surgery, and now a year of recovery, a half-mile walk would have been painful. Here's two small steps forward, and oh, I think that you are being super modest, so I'm going to go ahead and um, up that. It is, it is taking the steps in front of you, literally. You're walking, right? But this is so huge. And sometimes I think, I believe pain and sickness can be tied to things that we aren't willing to let go of, right? Um, that mental strain that then carries down to the rest of your body. And so when they talk about depression, it doesn't mean that you're sitting in your room in the dark all the time, but sometimes the angst and the anxiety and, and the places that people go mentally really cause, they have a cause effect. Your body can't take that. Um, and it shows up in different ways. I truly believe that. And, you know, sometimes it shows up in our weight. Sometimes it shows up in, and not weight. I think we tend to think of weight in the tip tip the scales on the high end, weight in the low end, weight in just not feeling good about our bodies, and then uh, it can show up in physical ways. So, uh, you know, do you keep getting sick? Um, is that a reoccurring thing? Uh, is your body forcing you into places where you have injuries like this or injuries that kind of won't go away? I think a lot of times about my knee injury in college and how I feel like mentally I should have been able to transition out of that. Um, but I was just in such a low place mentally that that seemed to be the only thing. It was, it was easier for me to mentally have that be the thing than for me to dive into what was really going on and causing that. And so the, the physical injury took the weight of the mental place that I was in, in that moment. And so it was just, it was easy. I can't even explain it. It just was so much easier to pass it off as that. And I think a lot of times about my childhood and how I was raised and how many times was I just passing the mental stuff off as the physical stuff because that was easier to deal with. Um, 
So I'm here for this. I know um, this listener and we've met a couple of times uh, and I know how far you've come. And so I truly believe that it it is the physicality of the walking, but I truly believe that part of the pain that you aren't feeling anymore came from you lifting the weight of those mental places. And I know, I know now, um, having transitioned, how easy it is to just point it to a physical pain um, and avoid the deeper stuff. And so I commend you a hundred million times um, on showing up and freaking walking and not feeling that pain because I think that pain is truthfully coming from somewhere else. Um, so digital chest bumps all around. Everyone take a second. Okay, let's go ahead. I was trying to think of like, how can I get us to digitally chest bump? And I want you to take a second. Okay. Embrace the crazy. We're going to go a little crazy today. This is our fifth episode this week. So like hats off. Let's do this. Okay. Um, I want you to, to sit up, take a deep breath in and just pump your chest out, right? Pull your shoulders back. This is going to be a good stretch too, but every time that we have one of these to celebrate with our listeners, I'm going to go ahead and make us do this because I'm crazier than most people. Go ahead. Let's do it. It's, it's going to open your body up for the day anyways. So let's digitally chest bump. I want this listener to feel these in the world as she goes through her day to day because it is going to impact her. So take a deep breath in, pull your shoulders back, hold, and back down. And we're going to give her one more just because first off, even recognizing that you have a great thing to write in there is freaking epic. Um, the second reason you're getting a chest bump, good listener, is because you wrote it down. You brought it to life and now I am get to bring it to life to everyone. And that deserves two chest bumps. So go ahead, take a deep breath in. Pull your shoulders back. We're exhaling. Stretch it back. I want you to be touching those shoulder blades together. Boom, you just got two chest bumps. Go ahead and let that out. Let that stretch out. How much better do you feel now? You can slouch back down, but if you want to stay up here, go ahead and do that. Um, dude, how great does that feel? And you just physically gave love to our listener by giving her a digital chest bump. We just did it together. I just did two of them. And guess what? When we do it this way, there is no odd boob in the face action because I'm taller than you. So this might be the way to actually do it and avoid all that awkwardness. Um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and get started today. <laughs> if you want a chance to be featured just like this listener was today, you can head on over to nessinked.com <laughs> and fill out your great thing. It's about one scroll down. Go for it. Okay. You get the love of digital chest bumps from all over the world. Okay. We have listeners in Canada, in Mexico, in 
England and also all over the United States. So you should just know that that love is going to be fueling your day. Don't you want that? Go ahead, head over there. You can have everything that this listener just got. I'm sure she's going to be walking high up on the sky today because of all the chest bumps she's getting. Trust me, there's no better way to love and acknowledge anyone than a chest bump. So you should be here for that. Okay, we're going to go ahead and dive in. And this is such a great um, segue to what we're going to talk about today. I promised that I would give you an update. um, And I was like, oh, I don't really want to update them because what am I even doing? And then I'm like, you stupid idiot. What are you even doing? Really? Really? What are you even doing? Really? Huh? How about you go ahead and practice what you preach? You dumb idiot girl. (laughs) Just don't worry about my mental space. Sometimes I have to go to that place to push myself forward. It's okay. Um, (laughs) But I'm like, dude, you're doing stuff and, and not just stuff, right? I think for me, when I wanted to start this, and I say that in quotations because this is such a big thing. For me, it was like, I can't just take action, right? That is the easy part. It is signing up, taking the action. It's measurable. You can do it. You can check the box. And after building businesses for people for the last 10 years, um, Checking the box doesn't cut it. Doing it to do it isn't enough, right? There's got to be a deeper layer, a deeper why. There's got to be a better reason. And so when I started out on this journey, it very much was a, I know that I can do all those check the box things. Like that's actually the easy part. And and trust me, I'm not trying to to talk anything down for anyone, building a business, writing a business plan, all those things are hard too. Um, But for me, it's the, I have taken about a year and a half journey now on getting my head right to be able to be in this space. And that's a lot of this journey is walking through that that headspace because what I've seen over my years of building teams and over my years of building business for people is if you don't have that portion right, you're going to get in trouble quick, right? Because people don't want that perfect version of you. They want the real version of you. And I realized at some point that if I was going to do this, I need to show up as me, the real me, the one that has gone through all of this, the one that sees. So that's what this journey has been about, because I know that this space is tough. Right? Transitioning to follow your dreams isn't just as simple as write a business plan and you're going to get there. And I'm sorry and I hate saying it, but for women, it's so much about the other side than it is the the physical doing side because we have about, well, you think that you just have 20 things to overcome in that space. And then as you start to dive into that work, you realize that you have 500. Um, 
And then there's a whole nother side of like truly considering whether or not you should send your husband to business meetings or yourself <laughs> to just have quicker action, right? Um, that's just a funny thing, but it's so serious, I can't even. Uh, so I decide that I'm going to show up for myself and and figure out the mental spaces that I go in. And that's what brought the death of a dream. And I think it's so scary because you want to avoid it. Because guess what? The other stuff is so freaking measurable. It's insane, right? We can show up. We can sign up. We can say, oh yeah, check the box. Wrote a business plan. Oh yeah, check the box. Uh, created a, a thing. Oh yeah, check the box. Made a marketing plan. That's easy. Measurable. Done. The mental stuff is where it gets sticky. But the mental stuff is what is going to move mountains for you. And so when I worked with teams, and the funny thing is the timing of all of this. So so I've been on a little bit of a rant because our high school girls basketball team made state and they weren't supposed to. And so everybody's saying, well, they weren't even supposed to and the boys team was supposed to be better and blah, blah, blah. And let me just go ahead and lay this out for you. As a coach who has taken a team to this height, who has taken a team to state, who has taken a team to win a state championship, fuck you. And you, and you, and you the mental state of female athletes is so incredibly fragile. And I'm not saying that to say, oh, rockabye baby, oh, little girls. No, it's just fragile. And unless you've worked in that space, you can understand. Unless you've worked one-on-one with females, unless you've worked one-on-one with female athletes, you can't even begin to understand. Oh yeah, then go ahead and add on that they're freaking psychopaths and there are more hormones raging in their body. And I think about myself as a moderately calm and understanding person of her body and her physical spaces and the mental places that I go to during specific weeks of the month, I can't even begin to tell you. And so could you imagine what it's like when you're just starting to understand what this space looks like? Yeah. Go ahead and tell me that they just got lucky because I guarantee you that keeping a group of 16, 15 to 18 year old females together and working on one thing is the hardest fucking thing that you will ever do. And so you can tell me that the boys are more talented or whatever the fuck you want, but that coach who kept all that shit together for that length of time is in it deep and getting it. It wasn't just we showed up for practice because boys probably can, right? You probably have to actually control the ego more than you would with girls, but girls have about 150 more things to do than you do because we have to get over that we don't feel good enough 
to be here, right? That we just don't actually believe that we're good in the first place. Like literal stats on that one right there. Then we also have to get over that, yeah, a female culture really is built in envy. And so the second that someone beats us out for a spot, it isn't just like, oh, I hate Connor and I hate my coach because they're in it. It's like conniving green envied monster that stirs up these huge cancers of people who then rise up and like create shit storms all over the place. Oh yeah, and then I'm going to go ahead and add in that you have parents who think that their daughter is a princess and parents who are built to protect instead of grow because boys are built to beat up and and bring down and yeah, your coach, yeah, they should be hard on you. Yeah beat your chest. Yeah, build this boy up, right? But girls are built to protect. We raise them protected. We we shield them from harm. And so think of what that does when princess doesn't get to play or when princess has a fight with Clara today because blah, blah, blah. no, it's literally because you got your periods. So let's all just take a deep breath, right? Um, but I'm saying I hate I hate that it is so much harder, um, but I hate that people are just like, oh, they must have got lucky, which no doubt there are specific instances that that happen that put you in better line than you would have been before. But any coach who takes any group of female athletes of that age to a higher level is never gotten lucky. Okay, it's hard. So that's what I'm saying. That, the hard part, right? You can show up, you can shoot baskets, you can, you can pass balls, you can do all the things that would guarantee success. The mental side is the hard side. The mental side is the one that you have to just keep showing back up for, that you have to like keep a super hard pressed thumb on because it is ever freaking changing. And so no coach that takes a group of females to a higher level had it easy, got lucky. I freaking promise you that. So the mental stuff is hard. It's not measurable, but you know, right? You know when you're in a good flow. You know when your team is high performing. You know that. Um, And the work on that side usually comes from just years and years and years of understanding your team, right? We generally don't see teams just like mesh and go and go win. Why? Because it isn't just about the drills and the things. It's about the mental capacity that you have with athletes. And so when you see like dynasties, it probably is because those coaches understand the mentality of each player better, right? They don't need touches. They need touches with kids. They need to see those kids. They need to to see what those family dynamics look like. They need to understand those athletes. And so if you're willing to do that work, you can expand. And it would have been hard for me to show up here, to show up to build a business if I hadn't dealt with that before. If I hadn't mentally gone on a journey, and I am far from done, and I will never be done, in fact, because it's ever-changing. Um, and 
it isn't really measurable, right? Um, I do work with teams on how we make it measurable and how we assign things and um, what that looks like. And that is super fun because you can, if you do it right, find a way to make that mental space measurable um, much easier on teams and um, working with groups of people. So yesterday, I kind of had an impact moment of my mental journey. And um, someone had posted in one of the groups that I'm in, hey, I'm, I want to build a business working with women who are hiding from like who they're meant to be. And I really just want to reach out. I want to talk to a couple people who feel very much in this place and better understand the why behind the hiding. Um, and so right away, I'm like, okay, I feel this. I feel like I am kind of teetering on that line of like, okay, if this is who you want to be, like at some point, if you don't want to just keep saying the same things and not listening to your own advice, you're going to have to come out of hiding and you're going to have to show up as this person. Um, and so that call was with Kelly Abanda. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Wow. Go me. Um, and we talked through some of that and she helped me undig some really pivotal things. And it made me realize that this, this mental place has to get right before I can do anything. Um, and for me, that's really hard because it is so unmeasurable. And I love measurements and knowing how to win. You've heard the podcast about the taco bar. Trust. Like, if I can find a way to win, <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, so talking with her, I realized that and the reason that I didn't want to share what I was doing was a little bit of imposter syndrome, but also this kind of hiding, like, well, if I say that I'm doing it, then it's real and you can't really take it back and you can't hide from it. And so even as I start to start kind of building this up, what I'm going to tell you, I'm feeling the anxiety rise in my chest, but I'm going to do it even though I feel like you'll all go, this bitch is crazy. Um, that's okay. I get it. And if you think that I'm crazy, go for it. You'll be back. I am crazy. Right? You'll get it. You'll get it. We'll all get it at some point. Right? So I have been working on the mental side for a while, not only with myself, also with um, my day job. I do culture coaching with teams. Um, I also started working with other teams um, and helping them to build their culture and to do this piece, right? The mental piece, because that's the freaking hard stuff. Um, and I truly believe that it comes from consistency and communication and really making sure that we're aligning those things to what we're working on. And that's where it starts to become measurable, right? We can assign those things, um, those culture things to measures and we can better understand it. Now it's not exact, but uh, we get it, right? That assignment, that alignment, those are the important things. So a while back, I had, so that's one of the things. 
first off, I started working with other teams outside of just the ones in my physical space. I already did work with and I talked about um, a high school and now I'm doing work with a, a college volleyball team and that's freaking epic. Um, that was just part of my dreams. Like if there was any portion of coaching, this is what it was that I loved. And so I'm so excited to be back doing that work, um, especially with volleyball teams, like double bonus points. Um, so the other side, this is where it gets crazy. Take a deep breath, like actually take a deep breath. Okay. I just did. Thank you. Working on listening to myself. Um, so on November 12th, I started talking about when it comes to chasing your dreams, who are you? And that's basically applying a super marketing model to who you are and kind of the why behind how you show up for yourself for anything that you want to do. So this essentially can be applied to if you want to run a race, here's how you need to structure it. If you want to go on a health journey and you want to start eating healthy, here's how you need to structure it for yourself and how you react. So if you've heard of like Myers-Briggs or um, uh, Enneagrams or all the things, um, this is what that is. And for a little while, I'm like, you're insane. You can't just build that. And now that I'm getting closer to the work, I'm just like, that's how things get freaking built. You dumb idiot. You just build it, right? Like, and you, you figure that out and you, you develop more data around it, but you, you, you just freaking build it and you develop data as you go. And so have these five kind of groups of people that I understand. And in my mind, it's a, it's a, it's a change model. So it's not like, here's how you get someone to buy a pair of shoes, right? Unless that's a change thing, this doesn't really apply. But if you are like trying to get them to change to, uh, uh, thicker running shoe, this could apply. But if you're just trying to get them to buy a running shoe, it probably doesn't. Um, and so how does this align with what I want to do? My entire life, I've been obsessed with everyone's why. Like, why? And I've always had this, like, deep whisper back behind my head. Um, and I have always wondered that one thing. Like, why does someone go out and become a doctor? And why does, like, what is that factor? What is that thing? What's holding us back? And what I've realized going down the death of a dream is that some of it is built in there, right? Is built in how we were raised and what we came up from. And the other portion is this portion. There are five different ways that you kind of react and take things in, in, in my instance, in what I'm building. And if we can just talk to you better in those moments, if we can structure it in ways that you react to. And I, I know this because I literally built myself out of holding myself back. According to this, um, I also, <laughs> if you know my husband, please don't tell him this, but I also know what my husband is. And so anytime that I, <laughs> I'm seriously, anytime that I want to 
get him to kind of readily adopt something. I know that I need to present it in this specific fashion. And he gets past it. And so, well, there's my kind of two groups. Um, Also with the work that I've been doing at my day job with culture, I realized that when I present things in these specific ways, people latch on if I can identify who they are. And so um, that's what I'm doing. Building out this new, <laughs> this new um, model of, I like to call it change adoption theory. I'm going to come up with a better name, I guarantee it, but I got to sit with it and keep working with it before I get that. I know that that is my next step is kind of building out this model um, because what it's going to do is better allow. So when I go in and I work with teams, if I understand what a team is made up of, I can help not only that leader, I can help myself better communicate what needs to happen and we can structure um, kind of the plan for that Uh, leader for those team members to better interact with one another, to better um, adopt whatever it is we're trying to shift, right? And I am so excited to start building. I can't even wrap my head around it, but I yesterday just decided, like, if this is who you're going to be, you got to start showing up bigger and as big as you are and start building it. Because even if I get it wrong, I'm still going to keep working. That's me. I'm the person who who said as a sixth grader who bought a basketball necklace because when I was in sixth grade, I high-fived a basketball player who was going to state and I said, that's going to be me someday. And at the state basketball tournament, I bought a basketball necklace and I set that dream in my heart. And when that didn't happen, I said, I'm still going to make it happen. I don't know how. I don't know how you win a state championship if you're not a high schooler. Um, but I'm going to. And I did. hey Right? And this isn't about me accomplishing that or not. It is about me and my persistence. And why don't I think that I'm going to show up that way for everything else? That's who I am. That's who I've always been, right? And so hopefully you can hear the frustration in my own voice for having let myself lay down and just take it, right? Just take life. Just let it happen to me because that is not who I am and that is not who I am going to continue showing up as. And you can go ahead and hold me accountable, but I am here for this. Um, I am so excited to start work on this, um, to start nailing this down, to start really diving in and building this out. And I hope for all of us that we transition into this amazing place and I can start speaking on this um, very soon and figuring out what this looks like moving forward. So that's like my actual update, the non-hidden one, the actual agenda. I'm working with uh, two teams right now on building their culture and kind of strategizing um, what that is going to look like as they move forward um, to accomplish bigger things than they've ever accomplished. And I love doing that work. Um, the second 
thing is that I'm starting to build out kind of these profiles um, and start to figure out my true life calling of like, why do people get here versus where other people get? Because I see it all the time. And I hear it when I do webinars and learnings that people show up and they say, we know that only like 10% of you are going to take this back and do it. And do you know why that is? Because we're only talking to the segment that we are, right? To the profile that we are. That's how we communicate. So even as I'm talking about this, the majority of you are probably actually the same profile that I am. Um, and so think about how we can change that messaging to fit those other groups and how much more effective we can be adopting and embracing that people think different right? Different generations, different. What I love about the model that I'm building is it isn't generational, right? It is really based on your behavior and um, things that drive that. And so I'm so excited to start start building it. I actually um, hired, that sounds weird, um, but a, a intern to start helping me uh, kind of craft through this and start building it and honestly to share and help bring someone along right to give them some experience and to start building this up and figuring out what it is going to look like and I'm so excited to be doing this work I'm super inspired by all of you and by everyone who um, shows up and listens to all the crazy and I get it. I took it to a whole nother level today. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> and it's okay. Um, I'm here for it. And I'm not really willing to show up and hide anymore. And I thank Kelly um, so much for helping me to realize that there really is no why behind the hiding other than me. And I've, I've taken such huge strides from a mental status that it's almost insulting to keep hiding from where I'm at right now um, and where I'm planning to go. So I appreciate her for that work and that phone call. And I appreciate all of you. You showing up, holding me accountable, because that's what you're doing, um, takes me to even higher heights and helps me build out what this looks like and where we're headed. And so I can't thank you enough for just continuing to push play. Honestly, it's life-changing. Life-changing. You can't even imagine. So that's the death of a dream today. Thank you for being here. Look at us go giving digital chest pumps and all. We made it a real thing today. I'm here for it. Um, if you want to check out more, I actually did write a blog post on um, kind of my high school basketball experience and that dream. And I even still have that basketball necklace. So I'm saying uh, things that have impact on me, I like to keep around. And so go ahead, head on over to nussinc.com. You can check that out. You can also just throw in your great thing. I don't even need to know your name, but I'd love to feature you and give you a digital chest bump because it's a thing. Um, so you can do all those things there, but definitely head over and check out that blog if you want a little bit more of a rant on, <laughs> it's not a rant, but on the importance of seeing 
people do things that you want to do. Um, it's so impactful. So check that out. And we are done for the day. And Miss Baylor K is up here. Come here. Do you want to say, do you want to say what I say to you at night? Come here. Okay. You got to say it loud. Okay. Can you say you're smart? You're smart. Yes, strong. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Then what? Then what do I say? Change the world. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Change the world. <laughs>